I'm going to read the text for the sermon this evening first, which is Hebrews 11, verse 31. And then we'll go back to the Old Testament, Joshua chapter 2, and read the historical account that gives the history of this text. Hebrews 11, verse 31, text for the sermon, By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believe not, when she had received the spies with peace. Now we'll go back to Joshua chapter 2, which gives us the story of the spies coming to Rahab's house. And Joshua the son of Nun sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go, view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into an harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they be come to search out all the country. And the woman took the two men and hid them, and said thus, There came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out. Whether the men went, I wot not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house, and hid them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after them the way to Jordan unto the fords, and as soon as they which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you, when ye came out of Egypt, and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side, Jordan, Sihon, and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. As soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more, any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now therefore I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my father's house, and give me a true token, and that ye will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her, Our life for yours if ye utter not this our business. And it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. And she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Get you to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there three days, until the pursuers be returned, and afterward may ye go your way. And the men said unto her, We'll be blameless of this thine oath which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window which thou didst let us down by. And thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. And it shall be, that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head. 
and we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head, if any hand be upon him. And if thou utter this our business, then we will be quit of thine oath which thou hast made us to swear. And she said, According unto your words, so be it. And she sent them away, and they departed, and she bound the scarlet line in the window. And they went and came unto the mountain, and abode there three days, until the pursuers were returned. And the pursuers sought them throughout all the way, but found them not. So the two men returned, and descended from the mountain, and passed over, and came to Joshua the son of Nun, and told him all things that befell them. And they said unto Joshua, Truly, the Lord hath delivered into our hands all the land, for even all the inhabitants of the country do faint because of us. As far as we read God's holy and inspired word, may God add his blessing upon the reading of his holy scriptures. The sermon that I preach tonight and next week, Sunday night, God willing, are the last two sermons that I preached in a series of sermons on Hebrews 11 to the saints in Linden. Beloved congregation in the Lord Jesus Christ, that Rahab is listed among the heroes of faith of Hebrews chapter 11 is an evidence of the absolute sovereignty and the grace of God in salvation. God will have mercy upon whom God will have mercy. And there is nothing that is going to prevent God from accomplishing what he desires to accomplish in salvation. If one has been chosen by God from before the foundations of this earth, then there is no sin, no wickedness, no hardness or stubbornness of heart that is sufficient to stave off the grace, the irresistible grace of God. this harlot would be redeemed by the grace of God, would be taken and incorporated into the covenant nation and fellowship with Jehovah himself. And on the other hand, Jericho, proud Jericho, with its thick walls and important rulers and brave warriors would be destroyed, utterly annihilated by Jehovah himself. That Rahab would be listed as a hero of faith underscores the absolute sovereignty and the grace of God in salvation. That the New Testament, Hebrews 11, refers to her yet as a harlot is in no way whatsoever meant to dishonor this woman presently in heaven but is instead intended to magnify the grace of Jehovah, our God, that he took even this known sinner to himself.
Let's consider this evening Rahab's faith. First, faith given to her. Second, faith revealed, especially by taking the spies in. And then third, faith rewarded. And there we look at the fact that she perished not with them that believed not. For us to understand the faith that was given to Rahab, we must understand something of where Rahab lived. The children know that Rahab lived in the city of Jericho. Jericho was an important city in the land of Canaan that was situated in the southeast corner of that land. So if you can imagine in your mind the map, there's the Jordan River coming from the Sea of Galilee down, and the Jordan River empties into the Dead Sea or the Salt Sea. It was right at the juncture of the Jordan River as the Jordan River emptied into the Dead Sea in between the Jordan River and the Mediterranean Sea, there was situated the city of Jericho. And because of the location of the city of Jericho, that city held strategic significance for the land of Canaan. At this point, Canaan is not occupied by the children of God, but the land of Canaan has been taken over by others while the Israelites have been down in Egypt for the last 400 years. And so these Canaanites, now who have settled in, in the land of Canaan, have come to understand the importance of Jericho as a city. It's important because if any would-be attackers would come and try to cross over the Jordan River just over the top of the Dead Sea, and there enter into the land of Canaan to attack Canaan, the very first city that they are going to come to after crossing the Jordan River is the city of Jericho. And so it was important then that this city, Jericho, be able to stand as a defense against any attackers against the land of Canaan. And so the scriptures inform us that Jericho was a well-fortified city. It had walls, thick and tall walls. So thick were the walls going around the city of Jericho that entire homes could be built upon these walls. There was a king who ruled over the city of Jericho and that king had at his disposal soldiers who could be sent out according to his commandments to ward off any attackers that would try to penetrate the walls or get into the gates of this city, Jericho. But what Hebrews 11 emphasizes to us about this city, Jericho, is not so much her strategic significance of of her, but instead the character of the people that lived within her. Hebrews 11.31 says that Rahab perished not with them that believed not. That's the outstanding characteristic of the citizens of that city of Jericho. They were unbelievers. And that word unbelievers could otherwise be translated as disobedient. They were a people who were willfully disobedient against the ordinances of Jehovah God. The word is the same word translated here in Hebrews 11 verse 31 as believed is elsewhere in scripture translated as disobedient. Romans 10 Verse 21, But to Israel, he saith, all day long have I stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient, same word translated here as believed not, a disobedient and gainsaying people. 
And so it is that the citizens of Jericho had become a lawless and obdurate people. There were people who had become a law unto themselves, each citizen within that city doing whatever they judged to be right within their own eyes. There were murderers, there were Sabbath breakers, there were adulterers and fornicators, there were people who had given themselves over unto inordinate affections, people who live solely for the purpose of satisfying the base and selfish desires of the flesh. This is the city of Jericho. Physically strong, spiritually weak. It's within that city of Jericho that the scriptures introduce to us a representative city, a representative citizen within Rahab. Rahab. Rahab, the Bible tells us, was a harlot. She was a known sinner in this city. Some have attempted to tone down the bluntness of Hebrews 11 verse 31 by saying that instead of translating it as the harlot Rahab, you could otherwise translate it as an innkeeper or a hostess. Someone who lives an honorable and upright lifestyle by welcoming others to her home to give them a place to sleep for a while. But the King James is correct in its rendering of the word. She was a harlot. In fact, the original word in the Greek is even more vivid than what we have here in our King James Version. The original word in the Greek is porne from which we have received our English word, pornography. We could translate it this way, the prostitute, harlot, Rahab. That she was a prostitute means that she sold her womanly honor to the base and evil sinful men of the city of Jericho so that they could fulfill the carnal desires of the flesh. She had a home high on the walls of the city. She could market her profession easily from that vantage point, and at regular hours, men would be seen coming to her home and then leaving her home. Some men coming unashamedly, walking in in the bright noonday sun, other men, perhaps, a hint of embarrassment. And so they come under the cover of darkness to her home. This is Rahab in the city of Jericho. We do well at this point, beloved, to pause and consider how powerful the temptation of the harlot is to this day. Ecclesiastes tells us that there is nothing new under the sun. And that's so true, for this temptation 
against the seventh commandment. There still goes that harlot, and she still seeks to lure, to seduce the weak man, yea, even the strong man, to come to her. The only difference between the profession that was run of old by Rahab and how the harlot works today is the location. It used to be you had to walk to the harlot's home if you wanted to break that seventh commandment. Now, the harlot comes to you in your home through the internet. She's right there on the devices that we use, not hard to be found. Gone are the days when man has to sneak out at nighttime, for she's available whenever, right on that electronic device. May God grant unto us as men and as women the ability to see the power of the harlot, that it is a real temptation. May God then strengthen us to be able to hate that temptation, to flee fornication as we are instructed in the New Testament, and then to have the humility of heart to recognize that at times we need help in this and to reach out for the necessary accountability and assistance that we need in overcoming this struggle against the harlot. In spite of all of the sins of this woman, Rahab, the Word of God lists her as a hero of faith. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not. God in his love and his tender mercies did not forget about this woman. But God gave unto her a real and living faith in her coming Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. When Rahab was given this faith in the coming and promised Messiah, the Scriptures do not make clear to us. It is most probable, however, that Rahab was given faith by the operations of the Holy Spirit within her heart prior to the arrival of the two spies sent out by Joshua at the city of Jericho. Two reasons why we say it is most probable that she was given faith prior to the arrival of the spies. In the first place, because the scriptures inform us that she received the spies with peace. Nowhere do the scriptures indicate that she received the spies in such a way that she intended to take them in and lure them into the sins that she had previously been a part of. But the New Testament commentary on the Old Testament account is that she received the spies with peace. She welcomed them into her home in a way that, according to the judgment of the New Testament writer, was peaceful. But then the second reason why we can believe that she was a a believing child of God prior to the arrival of the spies and the city of Jericho is the confession of faith that she made 
once the spies came to her house. And this comes out in Joshua, Joshua chapter 2. The spies have come to her house. She's taken the spies. She's tucked them away in the roof of her home, hid them in the flax. And then she has sent away the soldiers of the king who have come. And then she goes back up to the spies. So at this point, there has not been much interaction with the spies. There has not yet been opportunity for the spies to bring to her the word of God and to instruct her about Jehovah God. And prior to the spies having opportunity to instruct her, she makes this beautiful confession that is found in Joshua 2, verses 9, 10, and 11. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. And 11. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord, your God, He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. A succinct and a simple confession of faith she made. And yet it was enough to reveal that God the Holy Spirit was at work in her heart. She had been knit by faith unto her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. She believed that there would come that promised seed of the woman. And that that seed of the woman would lay down His life for her so that all of the sins that she had committed in her previous lifestyle and that all of the guilt and now undoubtedly she bore up under, would be taken away, removed from her by the blood of that Son of God, the Messiah. She had this testimony by faith that she pleased God. Not because she had been righteous of herself, but because by faith she was united unto her Lord and her Savior, Jesus Christ. And does not this set before us, beloved, the absolute sovereignty and the unstoppable power of God in salvation? How else is it that we could understand that this woman, Rahab, who is a representative city of Jericho, believed in God, at this point, prior to the spies coming to Jericho and then entering into her home, she had very little contact with the Word of God. How is it even possible that Rahab believed? She didn't have prophets who came and taught her and who instructed her about Jehovah God. She didn't have anyone who came and rebuked her for her sinfulness. And said, Rahab, tisk tisk, you know better. You should not be living that type of an ungodly lifestyle. And, and warning her, if you continue in this type of ungodliness, there's going to be condemnation that awaits. There was nobody that came to her and that warned her of that. Not only did she not have a prophet who came and taught her, she didn't have the canon of the Scriptures. She couldn't open up the Bible and read about Jehovah God, the Creator, and the God of Providence. How did she even know about God? The most likely explanation is the way she heard about God was through the reports that made their way back to the people in Canaan regarding 
the nation of Israel in the wilderness. She said, verse 10, For we Canaanites, we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you. When ye came out of Egypt and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side, Jordan, Sihon, and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed, and as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. That report of the power of God in protecting and preserving and sustaining his Israelites in the wilderness, in bringing them through the Red Sea, in destroying Sihon and Og, that report was sufficient to bring Rahab to a living faith in Jehovah God by which she believed that her sins were covered. How powerful, how irresistible is the grace of God. And how well we do as parents, as office bearers, as leaders in the home and in the church, to live in the daily awareness of this truth. God is Sovereign in salvation. God does not need powerful preachers, abundantly wise elders, extra merciful and gracious and thoughtful deacons to preserve, protect, and defend His church. The weakest means fulfill His will. And so we as parents and as office bearers, though we strive to do the best that we can to be faithful to Jehovah God, we remember that it is not of us that any children are saved that any hearts are turned. But Jehovah, who has mercy upon whom He will have mercy, is capable of using the littlest of things to turn the hearts of His children. God gave this hardened sinner faith in Him. And then she revealed that faith. And that's what the Scriptures emphasize here, that Rahab lived out this faith that God the Holy Spirit had given unto her. We read Hebrews 11, By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believe not when she had received the spies with peace. So there came the spies to the city of Jericho. It seems almost as if the harlot Rahab was anticipating them. Again, by this point, understanding that she has already had her heart turned. She no longer is a harlot, but a repentant, sorrowful child of God. She is, as it were, looking for these spies sent out from Joshua. As soon as they come to Jericho, she understands the situation before her. She understands that these spies present a threat to the peace of the city of Jericho. And she understands full well that the king who rules over Jericho is not going to be happy that these two spies are coming here. And so quickly, she takes the spies, welcomes them into her home, understands that because she is up on the wall of the city that others in the city of Jericho, are going to have observed that the spies went into her home. And so she had the foresight then, as soon as the spies came into her home, to take these spies and to hide them. The roof of her home was not built of shingles, but a type of plant 
called flax. And so she hid them in the flax, the plants of her roof. The king then, having heard that these spies, these Jewish spies came into Jericho, sent out his soldiers to go find and capture these spies. The soldiers immediately went to the door of Rahab, knocked on that door. She answers the door and she fabricates a story. She tells the spies that, or she tells the soldiers that yes, the spies did come, but they have already gone out. They've gone out of the gate of the city. They've taken off. If you go off quickly and pursue them, you will be able to find these spies and capture them. The soldiers believed the story that Rahab gave, and they took off. For the time being, the spies were safe. Notice with me what this meant for Rahab that she received the spies with peace in relation to the fact that she was a citizen in Jericho. Remember, these spies did not come did not come in peace to Jericho. But the spies came to Jericho in order to spy out the land, preparing the way for the Jewish nation that was standing at the door ready to take over the land of Canaan. And so to the Canaanites and to the inhabitants of Jericho, which held, again, strategic significance for the land of Canaan, it was imperative to them that any attempts to take over this land be stopped as soon as possible. And so consider with me, what would a good law-abiding citizen of the city of Jericho have done in that situation? What should Rahab have done? If she loved the city of Jericho where she had lived and dwelt and had a profession throughout her adult life, she should have immediately reported these spies to the king who ruled over the city of Jericho. But the very fact that Rahab did not report the spies to the king, but instead hid the spies, received the spies with peace, and then later on let them out of her window with that scarlet rope that she let out, indicates that Rahab was parting ways with the city of Jericho. What Rahab was doing here as she hid the spies and then sent the soldiers off in a different direction was none other than an act of treason. She was a traitor to the city where she lived. Rahab indicated that because of her faith, she was willing to part with the wicked world and show her allegiance with Jehovah God. That's what faith compelled her to do. It made clear that she had a greater love for God and for the cause of God upon this earth Then she loved her homeland and the people of that city. Rahab's faith was similar to Abraham, who was commanded to leave behind that city where he lived, Ur of Chaldees, and go out as a stranger into a land that he would have to receive for an inheritance. 
And just as Abraham parted ways with what was familiar to him, what was home to him, and went off into a strange land, so Rahab parted ways with what was home to her, trusting that God would care for her and receive her into the nation of Israel. The Scriptures emphasize that Rahab had a living an active and a vibrant faith, which faith was revealed by her work of receiving the spies with peace. The text does not say that by faith the harlot Rahab made a confession of faith and thus perish not with them that believe not. The text does not say that by faith The harlot Rahab was able to distinguish fine points of doctrine. And because she was able to distinguish the finer points of doctrine, therefore she perished not with them that believe not. But the text says, By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believe not when she had received the spies with peace. And it's not just Hebrews that emphasizes the activity of the faith of Rahab. James does the same. James 2, verse 25. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? Rahab had been given faith by God himself and that faith she did not hide, but she lived out of that faith. It is true that she confessed her faith. It is true that she made a beautiful confession of faith about Jehovah God and that Lord is the God, she said. But she did not stop with her confession of faith. But she went on to live out that confession or that faith that was found within her heart. Faith cannot be hid as the Holy Spirit plants faith within your hearts and within mine. But faith reveals itself in this way, in the same way that faith revealed itself in Rahab. It reveals itself as separation from the world and as consecration unto Jehovah God. And just as Rahab by faith was given the strength and the courage to part with Jericho and even be considered a traitor within the city of Jericho so that she could be one with the covenant nation of Israel, so Jehovah God strengthens you so that you can part with all that is ungodly and so that you can live then a life of consecration, of unity, with the church of Jesus Christ. Faith, it's a power. John describes it as that victory by which we overcome the world. Faith, it's a power by which you as parents are able to teach your children how to live holy and antithetical lives in the midst of a wicked and perverse generation. Faith, it's that confidence by which I believe that for Jesus' sake my sins are forgiven me. Even those grievous sins, perhaps sins similar to what Rahab committed, sins of youth that the devil would drag to the forefront of our mind and have afflict us so that we're troubled by those sins. Faith gives unto us the assurance that I belong to Jesus Christ and that there is nothing, nothing that can separate me from the love of God. That's faith, beloved. A living union with Jesus Christ.
And this faith of Rahab, God rewarded. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believe not. Perished means literally slaughtered, killed. The previous verse, verse 30, tells us of the slaughter. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. Slaughtered. Not an innocent slaughtering. They were wicked. They believed not. Sometimes attempts are made to turn the Israelites and their conquest of Canaan into villains. The story goes this way, that there are these peaceful people who have occupied the land of Canaan for hundreds of years now, built homes for many generations, they've been established there, and and there comes this nomadic, wandering group, the Jews, and they believe that they have the right to take over this land of Canaan. And they believe even that they have divine guidance and blessing in taking over this land of Canaan. And they believe that they even have the right to use force to take over this land. They're going to commit genocide, or at least attempt to commit genocide, and wipe out all of the inhabitants of this peaceful, law-abiding land of Canaan, all because they've received some type of guidance from a divine, unseen God. You understand what they are trying to do there. They're not so much trying to vilify the Israelites as they are attempting to tarnish the reputation of God himself, to make God look like an uncaring, unloving person who just wipes out the people of Canaan so that the Jews could come in and take that land. If we face that, perhaps at college or in the universities, how do we respond to that? Well, this text gives us the answer. These were not law-abiding, peaceful citizens who who perished. By faith, Rahab perished not with them that believed not. They were unbelievers, lawless and disobedient, who had rejected Jehovah God. God had revealed enough of him sufficiently so that they would be left without excuse. They knew that God was God. They had heard the reports of what God had done with the Israelites, and they detested Jehovah God. Rahab perished not. She and the family members who were taken into her home were spared when the walls of Jericho came tumbling down. The reason that Rahab was spared, beloved, was the gracious forbearance of God. It is because God in his love and tender mercy looked upon Rahab and had determined from eternity to save her that God gave unto her this deliverance. It was not because she was strong of herself. It was not because on the basis of her receiving the spies with peace. That's how she revealed her faith. But that's not why she was delivered. She was delivered because our God, who is enthroned in the heavens, is a gracious and a merciful 
God. What a testimony to the wonderful and unspeakable plan of salvation. Consider with me that Rahab would be the mother of Boaz. Boaz would be the Redeemer husband who would marry Ruth. From Boaz and Ruth would come David, and from David would come the promised Messiah, the Prince of Peace. The wisdom of God is this, that Rahab, converted from her sins, given faith by the Spirit, would be one of the great, great grandmothers of Jesus Christ, your Lord and your Savior. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father and our God in heaven, how amazing, how unfathomable, how deep are thy ways. Thy judgments are a mighty deep. Thou art so great that the heavens of heavens cannot contain thee. We thank thee, Father, for thy love and thy tender mercies. Wilt thou graciously deal with us, even as thou didst deal with Rahab of old. Receive us again in thy mercy, for Jesus' sake. Amen.